Hello, and welcome to the Heart Awake podcast. This is Janessa. And in this episode, we are diving into the Venus and Pluto conjunction that is occurring on Saturday, December 11th, 2021. And this is going to be a pretty hefty episode because there are many different dimensions that we are going to explore around this astrological transit. And the way that I approach astrology is from the belief that astrology is a modality. It is something that we can use as a tool, as a framework, as a conceptual approach to our personal and collective growth, evolution, and transformation, and ultimately waking up in a very colloquial sense, right? Like pulling back the the mist, the dust, the the bits and pieces of the human experience that have clouded our ability to discern for ourselves who we are, what is our truth, what are our values, and how do we relate and create and connect from that place of authenticity, from the heart. And so much of what I just shared is going to be reiterated around this particular transit because we are talking about Venus the planet of relationship. And we are talking about Pluto, the planet of transformation (laughs) and bringing what is invisible to the visible world so it can be transformed and transmuted. So let's get into the specifics around this astrological energy. As I mentioned, Venus will be conjunct Pluto in the sign of Capricorn on Saturday, December 11th at approximately 1129 a.m. Eastern in the United States. And although this is an astrological transit and event that's occurring on a specific day, the Saturday, keep in mind that with these astrological energies, they're essentially portals. And portals to me are opportunities to explore particular kinds of energy. And there is an opening and there's some sort of peak in the energy. And then usually there's a closing. But what is really fascinating, I think, <laughs> my, my nerdy astrological self loves this <laughs> with astrology, is that often there are these overlapping portals, these overlapping energies, and they come in cycles. Astrology is a very cyclical, spiralic even, science and art. And I say that because this Venus... Pluto conjunction is incredibly potent and powerful. Power is a theme of Pluto, (laughs) of course. And in so many ways, it is accentuating the themes that are going to be playing out for us for the rest of December and through January with the Venus retrograde in Capricorn that will be happening from December 19th to January 29th. And what's interesting about retrogrades, I'll go on a a little tangent around this because I think it's helpful. This is true of a retrograde of any planet, Venus, Mercury, Mars, etc. There's a pre-retrograde period. And then there's the retrograde itself, which as I mentioned is December 19th to January 29th for this Venus retrograde. And then there's a post-retrograde period. There's an integration period. So what happens in the pre 
retrograde period. Well, we're setting the stage. We are beginning to understand who's the cast of characters <laughs> involved in this drama, this theater of life that's going to be playing out for us. And I want to bring that to your attention because we entered the Venus retrograde, pre-retrograde period uh, around, it was, I believe it was around November 19th or so, 18th, 19th, 20th, somewhere in there. So essentially for our almost entire Sagittarius season, <laughs> we've been laying the groundwork. We're beginning to see what is bubbling up for us to the surface to be transformed and transmuted specifically around relationship and money and our resources. And so let's get back to this specific event where Venus is coming together with Pluto to have a conversation. They are building on their relationship as archetypes, as energies, as personas. And specifically for you in your birth chart, look to the sign of Capricorn to understand how these energies are impacting you as an individual, as a soul, as a heart, as a human being moving through this experiment of life. And this conjunction is happening specifically at 25 degrees of Capricorn. So you can see, is there anything around 25 degrees of Capricorn in your chart? Are there other planets in Capricorn? Even if they're not close to 25 degrees, they're still in the neighborhood <laughs> experiencing the influence of this energy. Notice what house Capricorn is in in your birth chart because that'll give you an idea of where this is playing out for you in your life most potently. And what I like to do with these astrological events is I take the information of the event. So for this event, it's Saturday, December 11th, 2021, 11.29 a.m. Eastern, USA time. And I actually cast the chart for the conjunction or whatever event I'm looking at, I find that this is really helpful because at the moment that Venus and Pluto become conjunct at 25 degrees of Capricorn, they are surrounded by all of the other planetary energies. And those planets are also having conversations with one another. They're also in relationship with what's happening between Venus and Pluto. So this chart is, is really interesting. I want to highlight a few things about what's going on here because when I cast the chart for the Venus conjunction with Pluto, the ascendant of the chart, which notes the horizon point at the time of this event, is 22 degrees of Aquarius. Well, what does this mean? This means that the chart, this event, Venus conjunct Pluto, you could almost think of it as a person, as a being, as an energy that is Aquarius rising because the ascendant is in Aquarius. And according to traditional Western astrology, Aquarius is ruled by Saturn, <laughs> the taskmaster, <laughs> the planet associated with structure and with linear time and this sense of what, is it, what does it really mean to become competent? And beyond competent, what does it mean to become a master at what you do? And Saturn is at nine degrees of Aquarius at the time of this event. So Saturn is located in Aquarius, the sign it rules in addition to Capricorn, according to traditional Western astrology, meaning Saturn is at home 
in this place. Saturn is in a position, generally speaking, that is supported, that perhaps can highlight or bring out more of the constructive qualities and energies of Saturn. And what's also interesting about this is the ascendant at 22 degrees of Aquarius is also close to Jupiter, which is located at 26 degrees of Aquarius at the time of this event. So Saturn and Jupiter are influencing this conversation that Venus and Pluto are having. And according to this chart, Venus and Pluto are in the 12th house of this chart. So this also means that 12th house themes are prominent. Well, what what does that include? That includes our spiritual health, our overall connection to the spirit world, energy that exists beyond the visible, which could also include our subconscious experience, our dreams. And even more broadly speaking, it's really anything that tends to be more hidden, more secret. It can be where we feel the urge to escape or seclude ourselves, right? That hermit quality that can be brought out for us depending on what's going on in our lives. And so these are all 12th house themes that are adding another dimension to this Venus and Pluto conjunction. And so when I was thinking about this and and just this influence of Saturn and Jupiter and Aquarius, the themes that came to mind for me are these ideas that it's possible to have a more conservative and measured approach to our growth and evolution, right? Like what, what is really more pragmatic, purposeful, intentional around how we explore our individuality, that's the Aquarius energy, our our humanitarian nature, our ability to say, here's my truth as an individual, and also I'm not losing sight of the sovereignty and the divinity that exists in you as well. And I respect your truth as your truth. So all of these themes are going to be influencing this Venus and Pluto energy. So let's actually get to <laughs> Venus and Pluto. I share these themes around these planets because even though sometimes it feels a little repetitive, I find that there is power in in really digging into the basics, right? And maybe that's part of the Saturn <laughs> energy <laughs> of this astrological event too, right? Like that sense of how you build mastery. You build mastery moment by moment by getting really clear on what is here right now, taking one step at a time and not being afraid to look at things from a beginner's perspective. So let's look at Venus in that way. What does Venus signify? The planet Venus is associated with our values, our money, our resources. I like to think of this idea of appreciation. What do we appreciate in our lives? And that's not just monetary, although often it is. It's not just financial, although often it is. But this sense of appreciation for art, for what we find beautiful in our lives, what we admire. And 
because there's a bit more of that art and beauty, this is also an access point into our pleasure, our pleasure energetically, mentally, but also embodied. I mean, Venus rules Taurus after all, and that's an earth sign. So there's this connection between the air, Venus rules Libra, that's the other sign that Venus rules, the air and the earth, the mind and the body. And bringing those, merging those energies together, Venus is connected to our relationships and relationships defined broadly. It doesn't have to be just romantic relationships. It's our relationships with our body, our relationships with our values. What does it mean to remain in connection with ourselves while also connecting with another being? whatever that is, whether it's a person, another being, an animal, nature, God, universe, <laughs> fill in the blank for yourself. And I've also found with Venus, there's there's this magnetic quality to Venus, this drawing in. I mean, that's the energy of admiration. We're almost magnetized to something. We appreciate it. We see the value it holds simply by being what it is. Now, Pluto is a very different kind of energy. <laughs> Pluto is associated with transformation. And transformation is a really big word. <laughs> There's so many directions we can take this. But the way that I think about Pluto and transformation is I have themes around our shadow, um, sometimes what can be considered a little bit more taboo by society. And ultimately, it's just these pieces and parts of us that get repressed or suppressed or oppressed, depending on how you want to frame it. <laughs> but it's where we can sometimes disconnect from our truth. And it all serves a higher purpose in the sense that with these intense experiences where we are somehow judging ourselves for a part of ourselves, right? Like that's that's not okay because society tells me it's not okay. That's an opportunity because through the cyclical and spiralic nature of life, we come back to those parts of us that have been cut off in a sense along the way through whatever trauma we've been through or just even if we don't use the word trauma, just experiences, right? Like human experience can be quite gritty. <laughs> and we come back to these parts of us and we have an opportunity to transform them by integrating them, by digging in and rolling up our sleeves and doing the work to reclaim them and stop making them wrong purely based on external programming. And what does this do? This transformation, this integration, it's a condensation of our creative power. We access more and more of our ability to create consciously through the shadow work. And I hesitate a little bit to use the word shadow and shadow work just because I think sometimes in spiritual communities, it can be used as a badge of honor, right? Like, I'm going to go do my shadow work. <laughs> like, this is so hard. <laughs> and shadow work is ultimately light work, and light work is shadow work. That's the perspective I hold, because we can't have one without it being in relationship to the other. So it's all integration. It's all transformation. 
And so when I think about these energies, these scenes of Venus and Pluto, and we start to synthesize all of this, which is, is a lot of information. This is a little bit like drinking from the fire hose, right? <laughs> As they say, we've talked about the Venus and Pluto conjunction and specifics around that chart, the 12th house themes, Saturn and Jupiter and Aquarius having a pretty major influence on these energies, Venus and Pluto, and what do they symbolize? So the key themes and questions that come to mind for me around all of this, there are three of them really that I want to explore with you. And the first is the theme of intimacy. What does intimacy look like in your life? And getting really clear on how is this played out over time? What types of patterns have you had with intimacy? And it doesn't have to be just romantic intimacy. It can be intimacy with friends. It can be intimacy with community. It can be intimacy with yourself or intimacy with God, however you define God. And this energy can sometimes bring to the surface where we've experienced trauma bonds and I define a trauma bond as something that is a relationship that originates from our wounds. Now, this happens often <laughs> where we are magnetized to particular people in our lives because there's an opportunity for learning. And also just energetically, there's something here that is attractive to another person. So if we remove the judgment out of it, these trauma bonds from a higher perspective do serve a purpose in teaching us about our wounds and about where we still have something in the shadow that we haven't been willing or maybe ready yet to confront and integrate. They can also, from a subjective perspective, from our human perspective, be quite toxic and harmful. And that's very different to relate from our wounds and allow our wounds to run the show relationally, rather than noticing, being aware, observing how our wounds are coming up in relationship and moving through them with intention, with awareness. So we can glean that wisdom. We can relate and connect in ways that actually end up being more aligned with our inherent nature of love and reciprocity. And what does this look like? I mean, I'll, I'll be candid. I have, I have particular examples from my own life that come up when I think about trauma bonds and what that feels like and, and how messy and disorienting it can be. I remember after my divorce and I was in a series of, of dating situationships is what I call them because they weren't really relationships. They were more just situationships, right? Like this, this scenario that I've described where for whatever reason, like this energy that existed inside me attracted in a particular energy and it was helpful in that I had to really confront my own pain and wounds and move through them and integrate them. But it was also super uncomfortable at times. And ultimately, when, when we are able to see our wounds for what they are, and we say, this is actually coming to the surface of my consciousness and my awareness 
for me, like this is not happening to me, I'm not a victim here, then we can really access a lot more power. So ask yourself in these situations, what action is going to honor your values the most and take action from that place as much as possible. And you're getting through it, whatever it is, you are getting through it, you are moving on, you are learning, you are growing, and you're going to be better for it. So there's a little bit more here around this theme of intimacy, right? Because it's not just about trauma bonds. If we want to expand this a little bit further to relationship in general, I want to touch on this, this word that I just used called reciprocity because this feels very uh, Venusian (laughs) related to Venus and almost a sense of harmony and balance and equilibrium. We have an opportunity with this transit to ask ourselves, not only what can I get from my relationships, but also what can I give? How can I honor not only myself, but honor the other person? And that is part of building intimacy. That is part of building trust over time, which is a Capricorn theme. (laughs) That this happens over time. This doesn't just happen overnight. We need to acknowledge that there is a constant shift and change in our relationships. Sometimes things happen where trust is degraded a little or it's impacted negatively a little. And sometimes trust is reinforced. And we're constantly in this ebb and flow of trust and intimacy and relationships. So just to make it simple, I mean, look at your relationships and ask yourself, how much are you giving? How much are you receiving? And come back to again and again and again, values, which is the next theme I want to talk about. Does that honor your values? Not just for how you want to be treated, but also how you want to treat others. And so let's get into this topic of values. We're going to be talking about values so much (laughs) in December to January. So I I feel like this question of asking you, what do you truly value? It it almost feels like a broken record already. But I have to say, as a messy human being, (laughs) maybe you can relate. (laughs) Sometimes we need to ask ourselves that question over and over and over again. Because this is not looking into what we value based on cultural, religious, or spiritual, or other forms of programming that we have maybe consciously or unconsciously consumed without discerning for ourselves whether it's something we want to take on as our own. This is a values inquiry that is all about digging into the depths of who you are. What's your principles? What what, what are your guidelines? What's that underlying structure for who you are and how you relate to the world? Often we've consumed these programs, these values, these beliefs, these paradigms. And we don't actually go beneath the surface. And when that remains unconscious or subconscious, however you want to frame it, they hold a lot of power in shaping our reality. And that's the third and final theme I want to talk about, which is power. How do you cultivate your sense of power and or powerlessness. Venus and Pluto are dropping some big truth bombs (laughs) for us around this. 
And this is a complex topic with power, and there's no way we could get into all of it in this episode. But there, there is a specific aspect I want to touch on with this conjunction, which is first to acknowledge when it comes to power, where we feel powerful, or moments in which we've felt powerless, that from one perspective, horrible events do occur, right, in our lives and the lives of others. Violation of free will happens in this world. And sometimes we suppress those experiences we've had or we see others having. We ignore them. We ignore their impact on us. We ignore their impact on others. And that's one response, which is just to say, I'm not going to look at it. I can't look at it. It's too much. And I want to encourage you to look at it, to let that transform you and help you evolve by bringing that illumination to what has been suppressed, even when it feels uncomfortable. And sometimes there's this other part of the healing process, in addition to acknowledging what really happened to us, uh, rather than dissociating from it, is, I mean, it is a phase of really accepting that, hey, there was a violation here and that's not okay. I remember around some of the abuse that I experienced as a very young child, one of one of the phases I went through in my healing journey was acknowledging that I was a victim from one perspective. But here's the thing about that. I also choose to evolve and transform my relationship with those events so that it becomes actually a source of my own power and agency that rather than remaining in a victim narrative or becoming identified with being a victim, it's to say, okay, now I'm in a different phase of my healing and I can look at this experience and understand that I can take my power back from that, that I don't have to let that define who I am or how I show up in the world anymore. So this is a complex topic. I'm simply offering this, and you can see if it resonates with you, but there is an evolution of healing and transformation around these experiences. And I I also want to highlight, like, this applies so much more broadly to our lives than just relational trauma or wounds. That's been what we've been exploring mostly so far in this conversation, but this applies to everything we do. It's highly dependent on your birth chart. Maybe this is coming up for you more so around money or resources, this psychology and this astrology is going to impact more so the area of life represented in your birth chart where Capricorn's located. So take all of this and see what comes up for you when you look at your own birth chart. And be kind with yourself. Be gentle with yourself. I mean, that's definitely one of the things I want to highlight coming out of all of this information and all of this inquiry and introspection and these themes. Give yourself some time to breathe and process. You don't have to rush through anything when it comes to using astrology for your awakening and your transformation. All you need to do is take one step at a time one moment at a time. And 
this really takes courage to look deep inside ourselves, to go into that underworld, that internal underworld, to excavate, right? The patterns, the stories, the beliefs, the memories that if they remain unconscious can contribute to us remaining in cycles of addiction, obsession, and powerlessness. We have another alternative. We can cultivate our power. We can cultivate intimacy. We can live out and embody our values from a place of authenticity and from a place of connection, connection with ourselves, connection with God, connection with people, nature, art, beauty, <laughs> the divine energy that exists in all of us and in all things. So you are the narrator of your story. You're the creator of your life. You're the artist with the ability to mold and shape your experiences. And I want to thank you for joining me in this episode. Please subscribe to the podcast. If something here resonated with you, share it with a friend, leave a five-star rating and or positive review. You can find more information about astrology for awakening and quantum astrology and the types of sessions I do with people, my private coaching program. All of that is on my website, janessanickel.com. I'm sending you a huge energetic hug as we move through this portal together. And until next time, from my heart to your heart, I love you.